morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you're listening and where you're listening. Regardless, thank you for listening. The show is NXT Talk. The hosts, I'm Boris, and I am joined in person by Matthew. Bonjour! How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. Boris, live and in living color, buddy. Talk into the mic. <laughs> yes, here I am. I'm used to a different mic now. We're we're back in the swing of things, though, buddy. I like it. I'm here for it. Literally, I am here for it. Yep, I love it. All right, so this week is a pretty simple show. We're going to talk, chat, review NXT TV from July 27th, which saw breakups, heartaches, and fights. And then we're going to be chatting NXT UK on NXT UK Corner. How does that sound? Sounds great, buddy. You're going to be driving the uh, big red double-decker bus on NXT UK. I was I watched GCW uh, for the most part, but it hit a point where there was just so much violence. I was just like, I can't, I can't anymore. I just I can't. Know. So we'll talk about that in depth on BAM. But uh, yeah, lots of lots of wrestling to catch up on this week. Lots of good stuff. But uh, how are you doing, Frando? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, crazy couple weeks. Crazy good couple weeks. Can't really complain too much. Um, it's been, it's been, it's, it's been a thing. Uh, so, what did I do on? Oh yeah, Friday. Oh my lord, Friday was a hell of a night. So, lady friend's birthday. Yes. Uh, happy birthday, lady friend. Yes, happy birthday, lady friend. And uh, so basically, a uh, mutual friend of ours wanted to take her to dinner. Like, okay, whatever. Your birthday is not until a few days. Do you do you? So um, they actually gave me a lot of time to like set up some other stuff. So we ended up meeting at like eleven thirty, which is just perfect timing. And um, long story short, went to we went bar hopping. Okay. Then we ended up at a bar until about eight thirty nine a.m. No. Oh. What bar was open that late? Oh, there's bars. Oh, nice. Oh, <laughs> Boris with the hot spots, the secret spots. Oh, well, that's yeah. good, though. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> but holy uh, shit. Saturday, how are you feeling? Slash Sunday, slash into Monday. So I was actually fine on Saturday. I got home, watched SmackDown without sleeping. Nice. Power through. That was a thing. Um, honestly, if it wasn't for Paul Heyman's uh, uh, impromptu... John Cena thing, I would have, I would have <laughs> died of, just of, of everything. Slept no. sleep deprivation. Yeah, but I made it, and um, yeah, so got a couple hours of sleep. Then on Saturday, uh, I went to Casaloma, the restaurant that it's up there. Nice, yes, yes. Yeah, one of uh, her Toronto friend, staple. Yep, one of her friends uh, made this reservation. They were only able to get reservations for four p.m. So let me tell you, getting ready at for 4 p.m. Yeah, yeah. That after, was difficult. After that day, yeah. Well, there you go, though, man. Uh, you, you soldiered up. You made it in. Yep. <laughs> made an and, appearance. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then some. Then <laughs> met up with her brother. That went until about 7, 8 a.m. on Sunday. Man, burning <laughs> that candle. Both ends. Yeah, yeah. It was something. But, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, no, it was one of those weekends. But, uh, whatever. Um Whatever. It's her birthday. I hope she had fun. I, I know she had fun, and uh, I'm somehow still standing. <laughs> still slugging away, buddy. Well, I, I appreciate it. I'm sure the listeners appreciate it. And this isn't going to be a long one, I don't think. We'll, we'll get through this one fairly quick, and uh, maybe you can get some shut-eye. 
I'm sure hoping because tomorrow <laughs> we still have to record. Bam! Yeah. I still have to, I still have to work tonight. Which oh, is tonight? Yeah. Oh lordy. Okay. Yeah, it's been insanely busy. Which, like I say, fantastic Can't thing. Can't complain about being busy, buddy. Exactly. But, but yeah, hey man, you like like you do need sleep though. You realize that like human beings need to sleep. It's good for you. It's good for your brain and body, and you should do it. It's overrated. <laughs> it's no, not. Joking, it's I'm really joking. genuinely. I not. am joking. I'm gonna start looking like Nick Gage in a few seconds. <laughs> uh, or even worse, Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> or even worse, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> oh, that poor meme. That that poor man getting memed. <laughs> I love it. So how are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Less eventful days for me, I think, uh, you know, over the past couple of days. I've just been working a lot because I, I took some time off and now other people at my job are taking their time off and thus the slack must be picked up. So, yeah, I work uh, I work at a hobby shop, lovely little hobby shop in Toronto named uh, Sunward Hobbies around the uh, Dufferin and Eglinton area. Anyway, I'm not like really like a model uh, visual arts kind of guy we sell like models and paints and stuff but right. yeah but like it's just my friend's store my friend uh, uh and the, her dad owns it and you know she's she's a pal and they needed people so like yeah i do a lot of uh packing of boxes and and hunting for uh items anyway uh but yeah so it, it's a you know it, it's a pretty fun job pretty lots of work to do right now but uh you know just just hanging in there slugging away Continuing the Operation Sports thing as well, making some videos. NBA 2K22 info leaking out. There, uh, you can be a rapper in the game now, Boris. You can I love al- it. You, you can also start like a clothing line. Apparently, I don't know like how they're gonna work that into the video game. Is it gonna be like a guitar hero thing? Can you actually like write raps and submit them? It's gonna be interesting to see what they do. You know what? Power to EA for actually trying something new, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Or Sega and 2K. 2K. Sorry. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 2K, not EA. But yeah, yeah, that's actually the problem with EA and like kind of the problem with 2K is 2K is like so innovative, but they'll try like a thousand things, some things we don't need, many things we didn't want or ask for, you know what I mean? And then EA, you got to like pull their teeth to put like anything in their game. NHL uh, games, like the hockey game still doesn't have like roster sharing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like if you're if you're making a roster, you can't just put it online and someone else can like edit it and do all those things. Like anyway. Oh, but that's 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 crazy. And um yeah, I'm actually pretty interested in WWE two K twenty two. You know what? They've been saying all the right things and like they put a brand new team in there and it seems like they really know what they're doing and are trying really hard to make a good game, which you haven't been able to say about it for like five years, yeah. maybe more. So that alone is great. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what the roster looks like. Oh, the roster might be Baron, man. Like, yeah, it's going to be tough. Because- Baron Corbin? <laughs> it's just all Baron Corbin. It's King Corbin, Baron Corbin, Lone Wolf, Weird Hair, Baron Corbin. <laughs> weird Hair. I love it. No, but like, you know, especially if someone like Daniel Bryan does end up in AEW, if and when, yeah. um, you know, are they just going to like just cut him from the game? Oh, Probably. absolutely. Uh, and his, yeah, his moves will be in the game, but he won't be. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, and that's gonna be interesting to kind of see what happens. But uh, yeah, um, they're gonna uh, lean hard into the legends. Gonna be like four versions of the Ultimate Warrior, six Macho Men. Yep, including racist warrior. <laughs> oh, each more racist than the last. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be weird. It's like I feel like I'm in a trance right now. Oh, that's hilarious. No, that's good. You're in that zone. You're in that. Uh, that, that that's what they call the sweet spot right there. Yep. It's like LeBron um, about to score 60. Exactly. Or 
Kobe 81. Yeah, <laughs> dropping it on uh, poor Jalen Rose and crew. I love it. All right, so let's get to it. All right, before we get to it, remember, tomorrow we're going to be talking uh, more wrestling on BAM Sports Entertainment, or just BAM for short. Um, and we're going to be specifically talking about Battle Riot by MLW, because that was a fun. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I haven't done that yet, but I'm going for it tomorrow morning. Can't wait. And, and uh, of course, GCW Homecoming. Right. I only watched night one. Did you do night two as well? We're going to specifically talk about night one. I did watch night two. We'll kind of talk about the overall event. Yeah. But I think between Battle Riot and GCW Homecoming night one, that'll be a nice rounded show. We're also going to be talking the NHL draft. Yeah. And what the F? Montreal was oh, thinking. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's funny. I had three or four days of being proud and happy to be a Montreal Canadiens fan, and now that's in the shitter, but no, well. Yep. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the continuous reopening. We're going to be talking about the lead-up to the Blue Jays reopening because little, that's happening this week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very excited for that. Maybe a little Olympics sprinkled in there. Just a little touch, a little touch on Les Olympiques. Yeah, because uh, some interesting stuff happened with the American gymnastics team that I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, Simone Biles, yeah. Yeah, that, that'll be a, yeah, that'll be a fun conversation. Well, yeah, the overall thesis of the GCW talk in my end is just like I didn't realize how violent that promotion is. I didn't realize it was like CZW or XPW. I did not realize it was a deathmatch promotion. Yep, yeah. pretty much. That's Whoa. what it's turned into. Yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> oof. Like, it's gone a lot worse than it used to be. I like I'm ex- I I still haven't seen the main because they, the tag team title match I was just like that was at the end for me I just after watching all these violent matches in a row but anyway we'll talk about it tomorrow but yeah just if you haven't seen Homecoming yet and you do want to watch Nick Gage versus uh, Cardona be warned that the rest of the card is going to be extremely violent as well yeah it's 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 we'll talk about it tomorrow but that's what we're gonna be talking about on Bam so let's talk about NXT from July. 27th 2021 and as the young guns we are done with star rating so every week we have a rating de jour a new system of rating matches matthew what are we going to do this week well boris every now and then in nxt triple h much like his uh father-in-law vince mcmahon before him he loves a good uh goose to the nuts just a real good shot to the groin, sometimes in football form, uh, rarely in WWE, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, there was a classic shot to the groin in this one, so we're going to go nut shots out of five. It's a favorite. It's a staple. I love it. I love it. That just goes to show you how immature we are. <laughs> we are. I blame Hunter. All right, so NXT on Sci-Fi instead of USA Network tonight. Uh, the show opened with Samoa Joe's promo from last week about considering himself provoked by Karrion Cross. Only Cross took out William Regal before Joe could get to him. This takes us lot-ish to the Capitol Wrestling Sen- Center where the Nextras are already pounding on the glass. Beth Phoenix tells us Raquel Gonzalez is here tonight with something to say. Wade Barrett reminds us that Adam Cole versus Bronson Reed is our main event. But before that, it is time for some tag team action as Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher go face Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan. Yeah, uh, uh, Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan. The stable is growing. But uh, yeah, this was I was maybe a little Boris disappointed with this match just because expectations were high and expectations, you know, they are they are the enemy often. 
can someone say next pectations by god I'm, I'm storming out of this room right now this podcast is over no i yes yes they could indeed say next pectations we're through the roof for this one but it was a, a of course a great uh hard-hitting scientific affair i just wish it was a little longer i wish that we didn't quite get the bullshit ending that we got but you know we'll uh We'll see how we we'll see how it goes over the coming weeks. Yeah, here's the thing: I'm always torn about NXT and the way that they book some matches because, you know, when I watch NXT, it's all about the match, right? Like the quality of match. You can't you you still can't deny even in this lull, NXT still has some pretty good stuff going on match wise, story wise, shit show. Match wise, it's still you know, there's some stuff to look. Yeah, to. very good matches every week and sometimes great matches. Yeah. With this match, and sometimes, you know, you get a little too much story. And sometimes it's like it's that balance between story and moving a story forward versus the actual match that I have a really hard time kind of wrapping my head around, yeah. especially as a hardcore NXT fan. Yeah, and it's like a necessary evil, too. Like, not every match is going to be a five-star classic. You know, they yeah. can't all be. Um so, like, sometimes they got to have to put some story in, and sometimes you have to do, like, a 12-minute kind of straightforward match with a storyline ending, which is what this was. It wasn't bad by any means. Look at the four names in it. I mean, my God. But yeah, I, I wouldn't call it great. It was a it was a solid opener, solid TV tag. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Thatcher uh, and, uh, sorry, Chapa cleans house on both men, Punctuates it with a double tackle. He and Thatcher slap each other in the face to get each other fired up. Champa's Ch- uh, comeback is like his like crazy clothesline spot where he hits ten clotheslines in a row. That's hilarious. Like yeah. it's one of those jokes that is funny and then it's like lame and then it's so long and so lame that it becomes funny again. <laughs> exactly. Dunn Champa trade forms. Done with a German suplex and a runhouse kick. Bitter end block. Champa goes for the Fujiwara armbar, but Ridge Holland is here. Dunn gets a roll up off of the distraction for a near fall. Bitter end, three count. Dunn and Lorcan both smile at each other at the sight of Holland, and then the three on two beatdown begins. Thatcher gets decimated by Holland. Champa is held on play so Holland can give him a headbutt, and there you go. Yeah, and Champa has to watch his friend, his friend get uh, decimated, as you said. Man, the pounce, I think it was, that Ridge Holland hit on Thatcher was out of this world. I was not expecting Thatcher to be flying around the ring like that. Yeah, that's the thing, especially someone like Thatcher, right? And I kind of like that. And I actually forgot how big Ridge Holland is. Yeah, he's huge. He's humongous. Yeah. It's almost like he's destined to go to the main roster very quickly. Possibly. Hey, man, and him with his little hooligans there and Pete Dunne actually being the best one of the bunch, that could be a fun little story. I'm sure they won't do anything with it if it happens, but... Yeah, just turn them into, like, a Peaky Blind or Peaky Blind characters, and right. there you go. Exactly. How long ago was that show? Like, five, six, seven years? That's perfect Vince McMahon wheelhouse. Like, it's maybe even too recent. Wait three or four years, and then Vince McMahon will sink his teeth into a Peaky Blinder gimmick. Exactly. Um, so, so yeah, like, like I think you, you summarized this best. It was a good opening TV tag match. Yep, absolutely. Like, yeah, nothing wrong with it by any means, but, you know, it wasn't great. You've seen this kind of thing before. But if you like all four guys, hey, watch it. It was pretty good. Yep. 
All right. So how many gonad shots would you give this bad boy? I think we're going to give it, uh, we're, maybe I'm being a little generous, but again, look at those names. There was nothing wrong with it at all. So we're going to give it a B, which is three and a half nut shots for a 70% nut shot whackity schmackity do percentage. Love it. All right, so after the match, Carmelo Hayes gets a promo. He says he took Kushida to the limit. He slapped Adam Cole in the face. Those are opportunities, but this is the opportunity, and he promises to be the brightest star in the breakout tournament. Good promo from Carmelo. Yeah. Young Mello. I'm liking where he's at. It's funny, because as soon as this aired, yeah. I'm like, yeah, Josh Briggs is done. <laughs> Your prediction, Josh Briggs to win the tournament. He got a tough, tough matchup in that first round. Tough draw for young Joshua Briggs. Oh, so funny, though. So funny. All right, so after this, Samoa Joe is headed through the parking lot to the Capitol Wrestling Center wearing a shirt that says, provoke me. Yeah, similar uh, to the Roman Reigns acknowledge me gimmick. Yep. Roman versus Joe? Yep. Nope. It's nope. not going to happen. Never. Never. It'll probably happen. never nah, happen. it's not going to happen. Even though it's happened like a thousand times. Yeah, right. I'd, I'd watch it again. Survivor Series, NXT champ versus Universal champ. They need something for him to do. Although, no, his Survivor Series plans seem to be set in stone already. Roman yes. Reigns. Yes. Yes. Uh, so we get a hit row promo. B-Fab shows off her bilingual skills. Top Dala does as well. And he deserves, he declares himself the new king of the jungle. Ashanti, the Adonis, tells everybody to stop talking about hit row. Or they'll get knocked out. Swerve says, if you didn't know, now you know. Great work by these guys. I was not expecting that awesome promo in Spanish from B-Fab, although I did not understand what she said. I was intrigued. Indeed, I was. It was good. Let me tell you. It was good. What was the kind of gist of it? Um, how good they are. It's the same, it's the same basic stuff that they always yeah, say, she except ca- in Spanish. It was probably what she, pretty much what she said in English and then yeah, just translated, exactly. right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, no, these guys are stars and, uh, yeah, I do think it was too early to turn on babyface. I still think that, but I, I'd rather them get the attention that they're getting and be a huge babyface act than like nothing. At least they're not like middling shithead heels. You know what I mean? This, this is better than some alternatives. Yeah. Legado. Being babyface is the alternative. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is better. I think this is probably better than that. Although, again, Legato's kind of falling into the trap of being shithead heels. Yep. But that's fine. Whatever. It's NXT, and it's the ultimate rebuilding stage of NXT. So whatever way. Like, it it is what it is. Big time. Honestly, and that's the thing. I'm just accepting things at this point. Just whatever. Just bring it. Yeah, well, it's like you said, rebuilding is a perfect uh, phrase for it. That's exactly where we're at. It is the rebuilding period of NXT. Yep. All right, so it's time for Samoa Joe. He has arrived. Uh, he says, Karrion Cross, I could come out here and bark about you until I'm blue in the face, but I know you're too much of a gutless coward to be in the building right now, so I decided to be proactive. Uh, he says, Mr. Regal, would you join me in the ring, please, sir? Joe has already set up a table and a chair before Regal arrives. He offers the chair to Regal, but he prefers to stand. I can see the rage bubbling behind your eyes, and I understand what Karrion Cross did last week was reprehensible. It was wrong, and I know tonight you're going to fire Karrion Cross. Listen to me. I have a much Better solution, Joe says. I have a way to satisfy all of our needs in three easy steps. Step number one. With this piece of paper, I tender my resignation from NXT management effective immediately. I quit. 
But with this piece of paper and your signature, you reactivate me as part of the roster here and on NXT. Joe hands him a pen. Regal signs the paperwork and the Nextras erupt in cheers. And then Joe says, but of course, I said that this was a three-step process. And with this paper, you'll make official Samoa Joe carrying cross for the NXT championship at TakeOver 36. Regal hesitates for only for a quick second before he signs the contract. And then the Nextras begin chanting, thank you, Regal. And the two shake hands. Oh, man. Imagine how cool this story would have been had it not been for the 101 seconds, Boris. <laughs> if just Karrion Cross wins that match over Jeff Hardy in 101 seconds, boy, boy, the world is looking just a little bit different. I mean, Butterfly Effect, probably not that much has changed, but this show is way better. This show is way better. Anyway, let's not beat that horse again. This was an awesome promo, man. This is the best thing I've seen in NXT TV in a while. Yeah. Samojo is so good. So, so, so good. This was a contract signing with one party, and it was probably the best contract signing I've seen in years. But you said it right there, and I wanted to bring that up. They made a point to show the contract as Regal was signing. Yeah. Karrion's cross name is not on the contract. That's a good we one. know the match is going to happen. But from a storyline point of view, I, lo- I find that very intriguing. Yeah, and they can do it again next week or in two weeks, whatever. Like, I, I don't think Karrion Cross is on the show next week because it's already been taped. But they can do this exact segment again with Cross, and I think that's a cool little twist on the uh, contract signing gimmick. This was great. Very, very, very good stuff. They're, they're trying pretty hard to save this, and uh, Samoa Joe, being a genius, uh, being a top-flight level professional wrestler, is going to do his damnedest, and he's doing a great job. Yep, of course. So then we get a Josh Briggs promo. He says he's from nothing, Arizona. He says Carmelo Hayes stands in the way of his destiny, and he promises to break bodies and dreams on his way to glory. Uh, This was slightly impressive. Uh, You know, it was better than I thought it was going to be. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I love these. You know, if anything, it introduces us to the new class of NXT. Exactly. But nothing wrong with that, buddy. Yep. All right. It's time for LA Night on the golf course. So, this was a thing. Yeah, these are getting these are getting worse and worse. I I like both guys, but they're just put in dumb, cheesy, like whatever it is. What this it is, is impact. This is impact. Yeah, these are impact segments it feels like. I don't know, man. I I don't love these, but I do enjoy both performers. So, I'm not like upset when they're on my TV, but like it's not something I'm going to think about tomorrow or ever again, you know what I mean? Like yeah. These are these are okay, these are fine, very uh very like you know very yeah it's it's very very slapsticky like super slapsticky dumb humor. It's very pedestrian. <laughs> it's a word for it for sure, buddy. That's it. All right, it's, yeah. because the opening line was as Cameron Grimes is cleaning. LA Knight's golf balls. He says, "How long do you want me to wash your balls for?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. High in the face, slip on banana peel. Yep. LA Knight says, get me a driver. Uh, Grimes says, a driver. I am your driver. Knight says, no, a golf club. Now get me a sandwich. A sandwich? What am I, your caddy or your chef? Grimes bets him $1,000. He'll hit the ball into the trees. LA Knight refuses. Grimes ups the offer to 5000 He refuses. Again, Knight hits the ball into the trees. Grimes says, I believe... You owe me five grand. Knight says, 
I don't owe you anything. Now go get the ball. Yes, Mr. Knight, as we go back to the CWC. Yeah, and we're getting two more of these because the rule of three is in comedy, buddy. <sighs> yep. Jokes come in threes. All right. Time for the NXT breakout tournament as Carmelo Hayes faced my boy, Josh Briggs. <laughs> yeah, boy, your selection. How did that go? This Not was a, well. This, this is a decent little match, though. I actually, like, uh, you could see them talking to each other a couple times, like a fair bit. They're new, you know, it, it happens. Uh, but it, good match. It, uh, I like Josh Briggs' selling, although it was, like, off and on. You know what I mean? It's not like... There was, like, he when he got hit with a move, he would bump really well, and he would, like, sell really well for the camera. But then when it was his turn to go on to offense, he was no longer hurt. You know what I mean? That's a very hard thing for wrestlers to do. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it... You know what? <sighs> that happens a lot more than you realize. Exactly. Exactly. It's very, very small nitpick. Like, who the F am I to be making that uh, call? But it's just something you noticed if you're watching the yep. match really closely. But exactly. I did, like... Like, Josh breaks for a big guy, takes an awesome bump, and then he sells well to the camera with his face. You know? Like, he's... he's that's what It kind of stood out because he is so good at selling that when he stopped selling, you noticed that he stopped, you know? And I never realized how tall he was. Yeah! He's huge! What is he? He's like... Six foot eight. Yeah, so legit six five, six six. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, Briggs connects with a Bigfoot, uh, hits a one-handed choke slam. Hayes kicks out at two point nine. Briggs is pissed. Hudson says they're both the very talented, uh, both very talented, but better luck next time. Having to go against him, Hayes counters a sidewalk slam and gets a tilt the world takedown to the top rope, flying leg drop. He gets a three count. Hayes wins. Yeah, hit him with La Mystica minus the armbar. And uh, yeah, it was kind of like a Booker T scissors kick from the top rope. That he, yeah, yeah. I that's exactly it. what it was. N- nice finisher. Uh, you mentioned Hudson. That's Duke Hudson who won last week or two weeks ago. It was last week, Two weeks right? ago. Two weeks ago. He won in the uh, NXT breakout tournament. He is the Australian Wade Barrett, and uh, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He knows how to be a heel. Yeah, big time. Absolutely. He was great on commentary, actually. He was definitely a sleazy shitbag. Like, the first thing he asked, he, he's like, he said something about walking in his shoes, and he asked Beth Phoenix, hey, have you seen how big my feet are? Implication clearly being, anyway. That, yeah. uh, so, a good, good sleazy heel line from a well, sleazebag heel. Right away, as soon as he sits down, um, Vic Joseph says hi. Beth Phoenix says hi. He turns around and says hi to Wade Barrett. Yes, exactly. Love that. Love that. He'll he'll recognize heel. Yep. So the winner of the contest advancing into the tournament is Carmelo Hayes. Uh, Duke Hudson says, I'm looking forward to Hayes. It's going to be a breeze. Beth Phoenix says, the leg drop might be in your future. Uh, Duke Hudson says, I don't think so, Beth, as that's pretty much it. So how many gonad nut shots (laughs) would you give this match? We're going to give it uh, three uh, gonad shots out of five for a, for a 60% football in the groin percentage. It was, a, you know, it was a slight pass. We're going to give it a, you know, a good effort, boys. Yeah, above the Mendoza line. Yep. Um, all right. Backstage, Frankie Monet says she could merge with the Robert Stone brand and make them better, or she could rebuild them from the ground up, or she could team with Jesse Kamea to win the women's tag team titles. Uh, Casey Canzaro and Kaden Carter come up and tell them to get to the back of the line. Frankie Money says they're super annoying. Jesse Kamea says they've been annoying. Yeah, Frankie Monet, I'm already ready for her to get rid of Robert Stone. Uh, but she's great. She's a great promo. Great character. Fully realized, actualized character, ready for the main roster. 
Yep. And it's kind of funny because her character would fit perfectly with a John Morrison on Raw. You'd think so. Some uh, a, a man who has a, a high degree of drip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny. <laughs> this leads us into part two of the Le Grimes promos. So Cameron Grimes is pretending to play to be a play-by-play announcer and annoying night. The ball goes into the water, Grimes says double or nothing that looks like 10,000 now Knight tells him to go get the ball out of the water Ted DiBiase pulls up on a golf cart guys like LA Knight they're only going to hang out hang you out to dry Grimes says I'm a man of my word Ted I thought you'd be more angry if I didn't keep my word DiBiase says you weren't born to be a butler you were born to be a fighter I want you to think about that as he drives off I think they should have gone the whole nine with this because it's just wacky bullshit anyway and just had it like seem like Ted DiBiase wasn't actually there. He was like a figment of Grimes' imagination or oh something. Oh, my God. Like he saw his reflection in the water or something. I don't quite know how to do it. You know what I mean? I'm not directing this vignette, Boris. Yes. But uh, I don't know. I think they could have even put that much more jokiness into it, you know? But uh, If you're, you're going to make it cheesy, you might as well make go. it cheesy. You might as well make, throw on the layer on the fromage pretty thick, you know? Yeah. No, no, I get that 100%. Um, it was what it was. I don't know. Like, like, Okay, we'll talk about it at the end of the third one. Sure. All right. Um, after this, Ridge Holland is caught leaving and questioned about what he did. He says, it's none of your business. Timothy Thatcher isn't the first person I've smashed up, and he won't be the last. Thatcher v. Holland? Thatcher will teach him how to brassle real good. Yeah, in a fight pit. Oh, my Lord. Yep. All right, then the segment we've been waiting for for months. Yeah, man, here we go. All right, Raquel Gonzalez has something to say. Gonzalez and Dakota Kai hit the ring. Kai makes a hand sign as Gonzalez wears the belt backwards per the huge. Gonzalez says, last week, I crushed one of the most feared superstars in the women's division. I have dominated every single person who has stepped up to the plate. Who's next? All I have to say is keep them coming. Kai takes the mic and says, 18 months ago, you debuted and you've been absolutely unstoppable ever since. I tell people my best friend, Big Mommy Cool, is the most dominant woman in NXT history. More dominant than Charlotte Flair, Asuka, Shayna Baszler. You have defeated everyone who has stood in your path. The list goes on and will continue to go on. Do you know why the NXT Women's Division is one of the greatest? It's because of one woman. NXT TakeOver is four weeks away, so let me ask this. Who is woman enough to challenge Raquel? Huh? Which woman knows they have what it takes to stand in the ring and face Raquel? Is there anyone at all? We're waiting. No, no, no. There is no one. We have been through this so much together. As long as I have your back, you will always have... You will always be champion. Kai holds her arm up. They pose. Gonzalez climbs the ropes, waves her belt in the in the faces of the Nextras, and this is when Kai charges her as she steps back down and nails her with a flying knee. She takes the belt, stares at it, and now she's waving it at Gonzalez's face. She drops it on the champion as a crowd actually cheers for Dakota Kai. Raquel Gonzalez looks stunned, upset, and just like me, ready to cry. Hurt! Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Nice little performance from Raquel there getting kicked. 
Uh, yeah, Dakota, this is all right. Good little promo from Dakota. I liked it. It was, uh, the, the camera shot telegraphed it pretty good. Like, they left it on uh, Raquel on the top yeah. rope for such a long time that it was like, oh, something's up here. Um, also, it was probably, like, it'd be pretty tough for you to be an NXT fan and watching this program and not know it was coming. It's yeah. been spoiled uh, largely across the internet. Anyway, entertaining segment. I thought they did a really good job with it. Yep. Um, so that's that. It's happened. Yeah, here we go. Dakota. Hey, Dakota is easily the heel in this program, and I guess this is kind of officially Raquel's full-on babyface turn. So she's the heel, but the fans ate her up. Yeah, true. Well, it's going to be like a Shawn Michaels Diesel thing, right? Like WrestleMania 95, uh, 11 in 1995. Yep. All right. This takes us to an Adam Cole promo. He says, lately, everybody has been trying to attach themselves to yours truly. Bronson Reed, he's talking about Adam Cole. Um, he's talking about how Adam Cole is going to be his rebound. Are you kidding me? I'm not a rebound. I'm the top of the mountain, and I'm going to make you fall off. I could give a damn about your 14-year journey because tonight will be a very sad chapter in it, courtesy of Adam Cole Bay Bay. Yeah, good promo. Adam Cole is a great talker, and uh, yeah. You know what I love about Adam Cole the most? What? How he uses terms like rebound. He uses the wrestling terms. Yeah, absolutely. Or like even like sports terms. like Yeah. Just like life terms. Like that's yeah. something that like a normal person would say and athletes say all the time. It's crazy when someone who speaks like a human being stands out so much in WWE. Yeah, because well, yeah, for obvious reasons, but it is it is like crazy how stark it is. How Zoe Starks it is. <laughs> about time. About time. I love it. Funny you should say that because Io Shirai <laughs> is training by herself. Zoe Stark says they should be training together since they're the tag team champions. Shirai says, "No thanks. I don't like you." Stark says, "Come on. Let's go hang out." Trust me, I promise you're not going to regret this. You're going to have a great time. I promise. Um, and then Io Shirai's iffy about it all. But re- reluctantly, they uh, they go off to uh, to hang out and, and cultivate a friendship, a relationship at least. Get a camera there. Oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, yeah, I'm okay with that. Let them do their own thing. Yep. Um, this leads us into another backstage segment where Mandy Rose is talking to JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. Uh, Rose says, get out, of, get out of here when she notices the TMZ camera is approaching them. Tough beat for Mandy to be back here. I, I, she stands out like a sore thumb. Like it doesn't seem like she has much to learn at NXT. Like she's even a decent wrestler. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? There are worse wrestlers on the main roster. Yeah. So, I don't understand this at all, but whatever. Like, I hope she starts to do something soon. I feel like she's going to have more to do here than she would on the main roster. Yeah, her and Dana Brooke were going for the tag team titles, but let's be honest, they're the main roster tag team titles. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of nothing. It's mostly yeah. mostly meaningless. Mostly. Um, all right, it's time for another match. Casey Catanzaro and Kaden Carter versus Jessica Maya and Frankie Monet. All righty. So, yeah, this match, not a lot to it. Frankie Monet, star, though. Oh, yeah. She's she's a star. She's a superstar. Someone, yeah, anyways, I'm not going to say You know anything. what? Also, Casey Catanzaro could be a star in the making as well, and that's a match I want to see. Frankie versus Casey, kind of like a big man versus little man, except yep. uh, female men. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> Whoa, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's absurd. 
All right, so Carter goes for a slap, but Monet chops her down with a kick. Carter collides with Kamea, but Monet throws her down and hits a ground and pound. Robert Stone throws in his handbag to use as a weapon, but it turns out to be a distraction that allows Catanzaro to tag in, hit the 450 for the win. So your winners, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. I was going for a Zap Brannigan thing there. I, I refuse to take orders from the man, even if she is a hot, sexy female man. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. This match was bad. It went like, what, three minutes and 30 seconds? About? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like the finisher, the the Katie and Casey finisher. Uh, Caden and Casey. But uh, not, not the best wrestling match I've ever seen in my life, Boris. Yep. So how many, <laughs> how many ball shots would you get this? We're going to give this two nut shots out of five. It's uh, 40%. It's below the Mendoza line. De- decent effort. It wasn't like an affront to pro wrestling, but not good in any yeah. way. All right. Um, Wade Barrett is with Roderick Strong. Remember that guy? Uh, no. <laughs> and Malcolm Bivens. Remember that guy? Uh, I believe uh, he was a fan in the crowd once. I don't know. Remember Diamond Mine? Remember that group? <laughs> uh, well, this was all right though. They they they're on mop up duty, trying to trying to make something of these guys. Yeah, you know, I honestly feel like a lot of this, not a lot, a couple things from this episode was really to make up for last week. Yeah, I think, well, this is one of them. And yeah, I think you're completely right about that, man, for sure. All right, so Wade Barrett is with Roderick Strong and Malcolm Bivens. Strong says, Wade, when you compete at the level I do, the game is 90% mental, 10% physical, and my 10% is better than everybody's 100%. All the drama in Undisputed Era is something I could break through until I got a call from Malcolm Bivens, and that's when I knew he was the man for me. Bivens says Roderick Strong is the number one because he is a leader. Who would have thought it would be Malcolm Bivens to bring him back? Even our esteemed leader, William Regal, couldn't do that. Strong asks if Fish versus Strong is next. Uh, Bivens says, do you like money? Whoever said money can't buy happiness, they're a liar, and they're damn sure broke. Fish and Strong, NXT, let's get that money. Strong says, when I finish you, this is over, as we head to commercial. So, yeah, cool for the heels to say, like, I'm not scared. Our motivation is money. That should be, like, standard across the board. But it's nice when it's actually said out loud and it's made into the story. That's fine. This was good. Malcolm Bivens is a great talker. And I'm sure Strong versus Fish is going to be an awesome match. Yeah, for sure. Uh, William Regal, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels are together. And they've made an agreement that with Johnny Saint, with Johnny Saint, to bring Valta versus Ilya Dragunov to NXT TakeOver 36. Man, oh yeah. It sucks that they're not doing it in front of like a stadium's worth of people or even just like a small uh, building, an armory, if you will. Just like the the 75 to 100 uh, NXT extras, the Nextras as we've dubbed them. Well, I think the match is going to be better than Walter Ciampa. Wow, that's like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's tough to say that, but it might be, man. Who knows? Like the first match was incredible. That's the thing. I feel like this match just has so much to live up to. Yeah, it definitely does. And they like they just hit each other so hard in that first match. I almost don't know how like they're going to try to top that. I don't want to know. I don't want to see it to. in a way, but I, I can't wait to see it. Yep. But yeah, it sucks that they can't do it in front of even more people than 75-200. Right. Um, this leads us to the next match, which is Imperium, Fabian Aikner, and Marcel Bartel versus Hit Row, Top Dalla, and Ashanti the Adonis. 
Kind of a sloppy match, but I do like Ashanti and Top Dollar. Like, if you're grading on execution, this is not. This is probably like below average. But if you're grading on like the total package, how both teams looked, how the the storytelling is is progressing, I really like everything that's happening there. And like for rookies, especially Top Dollar, who's so so new, I I really am enjoying Hit Row a lot. Their vibe, their offense, it's pretty solid. They're talking everything. Yeah, absolutely. Overall. All right, so Ake, at one point in the match, Aikner grabs Adonis by the ear, but he gives him a jawbreaker and tags and Top Dollar. Top Dollar tags him down uh, with a jumping knee and yells their catchphrase to the crowd. He picks Aikner up, tags Adonis in for a double-team drop kick and a near fall. Aikner counters with a neckbreaker with a fallaway slam. Bartel tags back in. He hands Adonis in a tree of woe, but BFAP interferes for the save. Leg sweep by Adonis, spine buster, near fall on Bartel, Adonis strikes a pose as we go to break, this match was great, like, I, I wanted to talk about this, just because, like, you know, <sighs> Hit Row has already, ex- like, not accepted, but um, kind of pivoted to the face Yeah, definitely, style. yeah, absolutely, you can kind of see it just in the few weeks they've been baby faces. Ashanti is a way better babyface than heel, for one. I'm not sure about Top Dollar because he's so new. I think Swerve's probably a better heel than a babyface, having seen a little bit of Swerve on the indies. I like him more, way more as a heel. But we'll, we'll give it a chance, man. You know what I mean? They're going to be babyfaces for the foreseeable future yep. now. All right, so to the end, Top Dollar throws Bartel out with ease, tags Adonis back in, Adonis with a face plant and a kip-up, Legado del Fantasma's flunkies run down to attack Swerve, the distraction allows Imperium to double-team Adonis with an assisted powerbomb, and Bartel makes the cover for the win, so the winners of the contest, Imperium, Fabian Aigner, and Marcel Bartel. Yeah, the Euro bomb. So this is a perfect example of why you actually have to watch the show, because when I read the spoilers of this and I saw that, oh man, like Hit Row's losing already, like nah, that sucks, like as if they're they're beating them. But then you actually watch the match and it was perfectly fine. They looked completely fine and it, it didn't hurt them at all to lose this match, especially the way they did it. It was a smart decision to pin Ashanti and not Top Dollar. And... It sets up the next program, or it continues to set up the program that we're working toward. Exactly right. So yeah, this was uh, this was a good little match. Like again, like you, can, if you wanted to look me in the eye and say, "No, you're an idiot. This was a bad match. It was very sloppy." I'll accept that. But yep. I, I thought the way we rate matches, I thought it was pretty good. Right. So after the match, Legado del Fantasma tried to take out Top Dollar um, with a three-on-one stomping, but Isaiah Swerve Scott starts swinging a chair wildly to save his friend as the crowd erupts in cheers. Yes, I was going to say Joaquim wildly, but I didn't. Legado takes <laughs> well, he did. A, yeah. <laughs> Legado take a powder and mock hit row as they do so. Yeah, uh, classic baby face, fiery chair swinging spot. Uh, yeah, again, man, this was it's not going to blow your socks off, but this was very watchable, good stuff from the new tag team uh, of Top Dollar and Ashanti. And Imperium always delivers in the ring, always. All right, how many gonad shots would you give this? We're going to give it uh, three gonads out of five, 60% Hans Mole Man percentage on this one. <laughs> Love it. Uh, backstage, Candice LeRae blames Johnny Gargano for Austin Theory running away. There's a knock on the door. Gargano hopes it's Theory, but instead it's some handmade 
artwork showing Dexter Loomis as part of the way. Hartwell says, everyone deserves a chance. Gargano says, no chance. The race says, in hell. Hartwell proposes a match between Gargano and Loomis. If he wins, Hartwell gets her man. If he loses, Hartwell can't bring him up again. It's weird that it was Indy's idea. I wasn't expecting that part of the story, yeah. but oh, yeah. all right. So, Austin Theory ran away. No. He's been working dark matches with SmackDown. I friggin' knew it. We even said SmackDown, too. Could you imagine if he just never comes back and he's just yeah. on SmackDown? God, that'd be so funny. That'd be so awesome. I hope they do. You know, in the ideal world, if this was Triple H's WWE, Austin Theory would still be in his way uniform yeah. with the way entrance, just acting like nothing is, like, you know, like he just ran away. <laughs> Oh, that would be so funny. Yeah. Unfortunately, the left hand doesn't give a shit about the right hand in this company. But Unfortunately, I have a feeling we're going to see the Austin Theory from the Indies back. Which is what? Like Pretty Boy. Oh, yeah. Pretty Boy Austin Theory, yeah. Well, they already have a Matt Riddle kind of doing the Austin Theory character yeah. in, in many ways. Although he's more of like a stoner surfer dumb. And uh, I think Austin Theory is more of like a meathead. Yeah, he's more of a meathead, yeah. a mimbo. Yes. Type of yes. character. Yes, indeed. Yep. So Bronson Reed is getting ready backstage as we head to break. All right. Here's promo number three of La Grimes. The Grizzled Young veterans are on the golf course and complaining that LA Knight is playing too slow. They offer a bet in response. $20,000 to whoever can hit the ball into the hole. Grimes hits Knight in the nuts and then the head with his backswing. Knocks his gold, gold ball straight into the cup for a hole-in-one. Because the young veterans flee in their golf carts as Knight uh, thinks that they jumped him instead of Grimes smacking him up. Knight chucks his club at them in frustration as we run down next week's card. So, before we get to next week's card, let's talk about these promos. No, yeah, they weren't like they weren't like terrible. They weren't like they. You're, this isn't the level of like Bray Wyatt like. Alexa Bliss like doll shit but it's bad wrestling it's like pretty bad cheesy pro wrestling like, like I said like it to me felt like Jeremy Borash was the producer they brought in impact camera guys yeah. with impact cameras because it just felt like an impact produced promo yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it felt like, yeah, it, it was very, very cheesy. It, like, if you've seen, like, ROH TV over the past couple of weeks, months, you've seen Eli Drake on some commercials with Ric Flair where he gets beat up and they're selling cars or something. This felt like a cheesy golf commercial, you know what I mean? It did not feel like uh, like great classic pro wrestling. It was it was the cheesy, yep. the, the slapsticky side of pro wrestling. Bad stuff. But yep. uh, again, like it's it's hard not to love camera crimes. But I, I will give them credit that they are doing something different with this Butler thing. But that's the only credit I'm going to give them because yep. it's overall just not working. Yeah, they're putting a nice twist on it. But why try this idea? Why try to put a twist on this dumb thing? Like it doesn't need to be happening. They could wrap this up anytime, much yep. like we can right now. Yep. Um, <laughs> next week on the show, we're going to see Johnny Gargano versus Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell on a pole match. Uh, we're going to see... <laughs> Uh, lordy. Um, we're going to see Bobby Fish versus Roderick Strong and Joe Gacy versus Trey Baxter in the final first round breakout tournament match. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Main event time. Bronson Reed versus Adam Cole. 
Good match here. Uh, Adam Cole can't have bad wrestling matches. Bronson Reed can be carried, if you will. He's like, he's good, but he's not, you know, Kenny Omega in there. He's a very, very good big man, though. And, uh, yeah, impressive showing from both guys. He took a pretty solid Canadian destroyer, our boy Bronson did. Yeah, he did. All right, so pump kicks by Cole. Reed catches the third and chops Cole repeatedly in the corner until the ref makes him break clean. Cole kicks the knee and hits the Panama Sunrise. Reed kicks out, obviously. Cole pulls down the knee pad. Reed with a clothesline, a power bomb, and he's going to the outside to the top rope. He goes for the tsunami, but Cole easily moves out of the way at the last second to avoid it. Super kick, knee to the back of the head. And we get the three count, Bay Bay. Your winner, uh, Adam Cole, Bronson Reed. Is this the last time we see him in NXT? Boris. Probably. It might be, buddy. Probably. Uh, yeah, put, put over uh, the old vet on the way out. Yeah, pretty solid match. You can tell me this was the best thing on the show. By far. Yeah. Not by far. No, nah, not by far. But not I think this far. was the best thing on the show. Yeah. Um. Anything else you want to? Call out about this match? No, not really. It was a pretty straightforward uh, main event. Just Adam Cole gets a gets a win over somebody who's been pushed strongly in NXT, but it's probably on their way out the door. And yeah, the, the main takeaway of, from this match was Bronson Reed took an awesome Canadian destroyer. Yep. All right, after the match, Kyle O'Reilly runs out and smashes a chair into Cole's back, chokes him out with it, disassembles the ring steps, gives him a suplex right onto the steps. Cole lays there in a heap of pain as O'Reilly steers him down and we close the show. Hit him with that brain buster on the steps. Gross spot and amazing sell job by Adam Cole. Like, it looked like to be in, in desperate pain and agony. Yep. Um, so what would you give the main event in terms of a rating? Uh, we're going to go three and a half ball bags out of five for a 70% uh, nut shot percentage on that one. Yep. Um, was this the double turn? Double turn? No, this is just some edge from uh, young Kyle. I think he's been a little goofy, and now he's just showing that he's a fucking he's a serious man, and uh, he can fight fire with fire. Because Adam Cole's done this to him before. It's not out of the blue, but yeah. yeah, no, I don't think it's a double turn. I think it's it's a little fire out of this baby face. All right, all right. So that was the show. That was NXT again, a better show than we've been seeing, but we are still in the ultimate rebuild. Yes, yes, yes. Big time. Not a great... Well, yeah, the Samoa Joe promo was great. Not a great match, though. A solid, watchable show. Yeah, overall. Uh, so how many ball shots would you give this show? I'm torn between three and three and a half. I could be generous. Let's just call it three and a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Three and a quarter sounds good. Okay. So that's uh, 65% wackety-schmackety-doo percentage. You know what that means? It's time to talk about NXT UK on NXT UK Corner. And it was a pretty good show. It was a fun show. Um, this week, we were supposed to get Ilya Dragunov versus Walter. But that didn't happen because it's obviously now happening on TakeOver 36 on Sunday, August 22nd. Do you think this was an actual injury on either part or an actual scheduling conflict on either part? Or do you think this was the plan all along? I think this was the plan all along. Yeah, I think so too. And I feel like they recorded the match, but just they're like, let's put it on TakeOver. Oh, that might 
maybe. That's interesting. How do we know what they recorded yeah, and didn't record? I, I just I just figured they'd fly them both to Florida, but maybe that's not possible or feasible, or well, there's probably no reason to do it at all. They will fly them to Florida now. Yeah. But, you know. It makes sense, yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying that you didn't expect that, even. No, no, no. I, I, I do expect that 100%. I'm just okay. saying that, like, for all that we know, they yeah. like, may have. Yeah. 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 Feel you. Um, all right, so the show starts off with Sid Scala's announcement, um, similar to the NXT promo. After some consideration, William Regal, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels have discussed the solution with the general manager of NXT UK, Johnny Saint. Walter will be cleared in time to defend his NXT UK championship in a rematch against Ilya Dragunov at NXT TakeOver 36 on Sunday, August the 22nd. Really looking forward to this. Um, so this leads us into a symbiosis uh, promo where they call out Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven. They want a rematch with them real soon. So the first match of the night was Nina Samuels versus Laura DeMatteo. Uh, this match was pretty good. Um, it wasn't too long, and it, and it did everything it needed to do. Laura DeMatteo is pretty new-ish on the NXT UK scene. Nina Samuels is like kind of like the another Ginny type character. Okay, I'm intrigued. <laughs> Please go on. <laughs> right. So yeah. So so everyone got their moves in. Um, uh, Mateo climbed back to the driver's seat with a roll up on Samuels. Samuels pops free. Mateo throws down a series of elbows in the back of Samuels' neck. Samuel trip. Traps Mateo in the corner. Mateo kicks her off. Sends Samuels for a ride with a perfect hurricanrana. Mateo then rocks Samuels with an enziguri. Samuels finds her footing again with a tilt-the-world backbreaker. Next, Samuel catches Mateo with a mid-air kick to the face for the pinfall victory. So your winner was Nina Samuels. Pretty good match overall. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed it. And again, it was it was, it was a very Basic, but fun TV wrestling match. NXT UK, man, that's it. That's what they're here for, basically. It's, honestly, I'll, I've said it before and I'll say it again. This NXT UK constantly reminds me of old NXT. Absolutely, it is. It is the idea. It is the idea being executed in front of our faces. Yep. So I will give this three supernovas, three crumpets out of five. Beautiful. All right, we got Teoman and Rohan Raja. They want to make it clear that their partnership focuses on two core values, respect and family. The These gangster. promos are so good. He, he is indeed the, the Corleone of this brand. Yep. I love I love I love, love these promos. Can't wait to see them in the ring. Uh, this leads us into a Blair Davenport and Zia Brookside uh, confrontation. Davenport says the only reason people know her is because of her father, Robbie Brookside. Davenport believes her credibility in the ring has brought more popularity to her name than Zia's. Cool. Uh, I'm all, I'm all right with it. How do you feel about this uh, B Priestley, this Blair Davenport? <laughs> I like her. Yeah, she's okay, you know. <laughs> she's. I haven't seen much of her work, honestly. I wasn't, like, huge into stardom when she was kind of mm-hmm. crushing it there. Yeah, her and Priscilla Kelly were, like, pretty big at, at around the same time. Right. And Tony Storm, actually, so. Yeah. Um, this leads us into the Supernova Sessions with Noam Dar. Noam Dar welcomes us to his well-established show, The Supernova Sessions. In this episode, his guests are Ginny and Joseph Connors. During their interview, Ginny and Joseph Connors talk about their high life 
lifestyle. They refuse to mingle with those beneath them. Ginny turns her attention to call out Afy Valkyrie. She promises that she will be the one to destroy Valkyrie when they get in the ring. As they leave the ring, Afy, or sorry, so that happens later. So Ginny and Connor leave. Connors will be in action after the break. But before that, we get a rampage brown promo he's getting ready for his highly anticipated clash between joe coffee and um, himself nice nice uh, that's a mean guy match if i've ever heard yeah. of or seen one i'm gonna go back and watch noam dar and Ginny for sure love, it was fun love both of those it was characters. really good it was really good nice um my summary does it no justice <laughs> all right well I, I will go back and watch it for sure buddy all right we get joseph connors with Ginny versus tristan archer I really enjoyed this match. Archer is a very fast sprite of a wrestler, um, as is Joseph Connors. Um, this was, you know, again, fun TV match. Uh, so Archer goes for, um, so uh, Archer was close to causing a major upset with an assisted TDT. Archer goes for a cover. Connor kicks out. Archer isn't done there. He sends Connors down again with a major sit-out powerbomb. Another cover. Another kick out. Connor sends Archer away with a DDT, followed by a straight jacket power slam for the win. So your winner was Joseph Connors. So after the match, Afy Valkyrie comes out lurking out and hands Jenny a feather, indicating that she is indeed ready to throw fists with the fashionista. Handed her a feather, bachelor style. Boris, it's a gimmick after your own heart. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch The Bachelor. Oh, no. It's the one that you don't watch? That's the one that I don't watch. Um, so backstage, Jordan Devlin leaves Sid Scowl's office. He's been informed that A-Kid wants a 30-minute Ironman match soon. Devlin calls him an idiot and promises to get the job done once A-Kid is cleared. You're going to have to watch a 30-minute uh, match. A 30-minute Devlin match. He's been good lately, though. I I can't just blindly hate for the sake of hate like you do with Cody Rhodes. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, no, I will uh, I will give credit where it's due, and I will watch the match and give an honest opinion. He's a good wrestler. I just He just, his big fucking DK mode head, it just doesn't do it for me. Oh, I love it. Dave Mastiff and Jack Stars have a chat. Stars wants Mastiff to know what he looks at him as an inspiration. That he looks at him as an inspirational influence on his career. Uh, backstage, we see Mustache Mountain. Uh, they heard Symbiosis' message from earlier. They are ready to end this rivalry once and for all next week. Nice, 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 nice. I'm for it. Also, a thing that I would be for, Dave Mastiff versus Tyler Bate for that Heritage Cup. That is intriguing. I think, I think that's what they're leading towards. I want to see that. Yep. Uh, and then it was the... Main event, which was for the NXT UK Tag Team Championship. As your champions, the real Brazongo, pretty deadly, go off against Subculture, Mark Andrews, and Flash Morgan Webster. NXT's answer to the 80s versus NXT's answer to the 90s. It's the yeah. 80s tag team versus the 90s tag team. I'm into it. Dude, this match, wonderful. Definitely. Wonderful. Hey, worth, worth watching no matter what. Go out of your way to see it. Go out of your way to watch this. Alrighty. It was such a fun match it was so good um and it wasn't your typical nxt match with all these close calls and all these close pins it was like an actual wrestling match that was booked well from beginning to end and the ending was fantastic because hallie slides stoker out of the way um andrews misses the fall to pieces 
a shooting star press from off the top rope. Soaker and Halley finish the job by tossing Webster over on the barricade. They connect a neckbreaker on Andrews in the ring. Pretty deadly live to fight another day as your NXT UK champions because they get the pin. So your winners and still champs, pretty deadly. Awesome, awesome, man. Uh, what would you What would you put? What kind of number would you put on that match? So I would give this one a four supernova sessions, a four Ginny's, a four crumpets, four um, Iladons. <laughs> Out of five. Wow. All right. So that's a great match. That's an A around here. I'll definitely check that out. No, um, it was it was so good. And Pretty Deadly retains. They're the best tag team in 1980 in 2021. Yep. Doing what Brizango couldn't do. How dare you? How dare you with this Brizango slander? I will not hear of it in my home. Uh, get out of my home. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But, yeah, NXT UK was, it was again, it's just... It's 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 what NXT used to be. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's and it's it, that feeling that we uh, we chase when we watch NXT. We just get it every week with yep. NXT UK. Now. That's exactly it. That's why I honestly love it. Um, so, you know what? That's the show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Boris, tap it out. You were so close, buddy. You almost made it to the finish line. Yep, barely. Um, so if there's a few ways that you can get a hold of us, the way is probably through the Facebook group of SNME Radio. You can also find us on all the social medias, and by all, I mean Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at NXT TLK Podcast. That's at NXT Talk Podcast. You can also email us, and the email is show at NXT TLK Podcast.com. That's show at NXT Talk podcast.com make sure to get all your nxt talk and snme radio merch at ballergear.ca and listen to all of the shows the midweek markout is out you're obviously listening to nxt talk you got bam tomorrow yeah baby where we're going to be talking battle riot and some gc dubs I, I promise i will force myself to sit through the gcw show i will complete it and uh, i can't wait to watch battle riot Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Um, and then you have your old fucks, your All Elite Weekly with Joe and Dan. Then you have the Smack Daddies on Friday. East Coast Fatherins. Yep. I love it. Um, it's, it's just every Lord, day. Lord loving. Lord love a duck. Lord thunder Jesus. I don't know. I'm not great at the East Coast thing. I love it. Um <laughs> Screech, 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 screech. That's that's <laughs> that's all I know about the East Coast, and that's Newfoundland to be exact. But, but yeah. Um, so that's that. That is the show. Thank you for listening. It's NXT Talk. He's Matt. I'm Boris. Good night. Lord Lightning, love a duck. Yay, yay, yay.